Hello, world. Welcome back to another episode of Golf Subpar with Colt Nost and Drew Stoltz. Sleeves fresh off the plane out of Mexico. Got a nice little tan. I see that. Woo, glowing. I see that. I like that. A little bronze. Yeah, didn't understand a word anybody said the whole week, but hey, I made it. John Rahm's your champ. It was a hell of a week. And buenos dias, mi amigo, first and foremost, so speak in your native tongue. Secondly, smart of us to stay away from John Rahm last week because he was going off at 4-1, to one, dude. There's no value in that. Everybody knows that as a good gambler. 4-1, yeah. to one, not enough. Listen, I was talking with his manager, Jeff Kosky, last night, and he's like, he knew going in, he was the favorite. Sure. He's supposed to win. I mean, when you're four to one, you're most likely you're damn sure better contend. And he went out and got the job done. I mean, that's that's tiger like stuff. When you're that big of a favorite and you actually go out and you actually do hoist the trophy at the end of the week, because there is a lot of pressure on you. You know, Thursday, Friday, the only people following any golf out there was John Rom's group. I mean, that that's it. He was the show. And he led from start to finish, put on a ball striking exhibition, finally got the putter to cooperate a little bit. But man, it still it wasn't easy for him. No, I mean, you go out there, like you said, four to one, you're expected to win. If you finish fifth and a few guys play great golf, like that's a disappointment for you. No other golf tournament you really go in like top five is nothing, but that's what it was for John Rom. There's only five guys in the top 35 in the world golf rankings going in there. But dude, to do it wire to wire, I mean, I honestly don't think uh, we'd never seen that golf course before. We'd heard about it, read about it, got to see it. You got to see it in person. I think for him to win on a golf course like that, John Rom's biggest strength in my mind, A, he's good at everything, but B, he's the best driver of the golf mm-hmm. ball in the world. And those fairways were massive they looked like i mean guys the were going through there yeah there's a few holes there's but few. for the most part like you could let it go out there and i think john rom his biggest skill is that he can drive it long and straight so if you give him a tough golf course with narrower fairways and some penalizing rough like a tory pines for instance that's the place where he's going to excel he's going to hit driver he's going to hit more fairways and he's going to hit it longer that's where he can pick you apart but when you stretch those things out to as wide as those on the majority of the holes i'm like well now his driver's kind of normal he's still long but there's a lot of long guys out there and, it, and his advantage gets taken away a little bit i thought it was Pretty impressive, given that even though the field wasn't that strong, to do it on a golf course that, in my opinion, doesn't really give John the advantage that he has at other places. See, I, this is where I disagree with you, actually, because when the fir- the second I walked around that golf course, I went out there Friday morning and walked around. I said, this place is perfect because you know why? He gets to hit 14 drivers or, or 13 because there's five par threes. He gets to hit 13 drivers around. He hit driver off every single hole, I think, last week. Yeah, he's. I mean, he's, why so, wouldn't you? It's the, and as the you best said, it's the it. best club in his bag. The fact that he actually gets to use it so much, I thought it was just a perfect setup for him. Um, yeah, there was just a couple holes. Like eight was a very, very tough hole. We saw Cameron Champ make triple on Sunday. Ten was just a brutal hole. John Rahm hit it in the water there on Sunday and got the best break of his career. I'm going to say on Sunday, pulled it left, mm. going towards the penalty area, hits the cart path. Actually hits the Sirius XM golf cart. Shout out Sirius. Shout out Sirius XM. It kicks down into the rough. I mean, this ball was gone. It was going in the penalty area. He would have had to drop, had over 200 yards for his third. Instead, he ends up making bogey, but could have been, been worse. much, much worse. Incredible break. Ends up winning by a shot. Um, shout out our guy, Tony Finau, who had a great Sunday. Finally got the putter click. And Dude. Been putting absolutely freaking terrible. The first two rounds, I watched a lot of that, and I was like, I, I don't. I don't know how you can deal with this as a golfer to hit it the way he did. I turned on the coverage. The first three holes, I think I texted you after this. I was like, I've seen Tony play three holes. He had 12 feet for birdie, miss. Then he had six feet for birdie, miss. And then he drove a par four and three putted. And I was like, that. I would rather hit it like complete ass and get up and down all over the place and save par and feel like I'm saving shots as opposed to just stripe, 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 miss, miss, miss. Nothing drives you more crazy as a golfer than that. And he was doing it. And then finally... You had to just figure at some point this thing's going to wake up. And, man, what a weekend he had. A little course record on Sunday. Yeah, tied, tied, tied the course Brandon record Wu. with Brandon. Woo, 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 woo. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, the putter got hot. I mean, his ball striking all week, he was like – gained over like 10 shots on the field. And 
in, in his ball striking stats. It was just it was really cool. He, but, through through Friday, he was number one in strokes gained tee to green and second to last in putting. This is what they said on the broadcast. Yeah. So that's a tough combo. But just to make lot, the though. weekend when he was he lost more than five shots to the field mm-hmm. just Thursday, Friday, putting. Tough to make a cut when you do that. You gotta hit it pretty damn good. No doubt. But how about this? Tony Finau, the last several years on the PGA tour, has averaged eight top tens. You know how many he's got this so far this year? One. One. Single. This week. Singular. I mean, I said it when we were on 18 to Nance. I was like, uh, this guy's looking for his first top 10. Like, it's just shocking for a guy who we thought when he won the Northern Trust, it was like, okay, here we go. He got that, you know, he won Puerto Rico, but a lot of people say, you know, that's not a full field PGA Tour event, the strong field. Then he goes out and he beats a badass field there at the Northern Trust up at Liberty National. And we kind of thought, okay. Pop the go. top. Yeah. Now Tony's about to go. That's the thing that gets so dangerous. Like, there's a lot of guys with crazy talent. We say, like, it's hard to win. But once you do, like, here it comes. Open the floodgates. And rarely does that happen. It happened with Scotty Scheffler. But Tony's the guy you've been pointing to. Once he gets that one. Once he gets the one and gets over the hump. It's just damn hard to win out there. And especially with Tony. Like, I don't care how good you are putting it like the way he has this year. It's hard to have good finishes. It's a testament to, like, playing weekends. That's how good he hits it. That when you put it like that, when you five shots on two days to the field, that's not even to the good guys. That's just to the field, the guys that are making everything. That's hard to do, and he comes back and ends up losing by a shot. I mean, uh, he's got to be on that flight home, just been like, I could, I could have won by six. He could, yeah. And I, I had a feeling you were going to bring that up because you did, you did take him. But look at some of the putts. I mean, he made a seventy footer. He made a couple bombs on the, fourteen for eagle that was going Mach twelve. I can't believe that went in even without the pin in. I think with the pin in, that thing rattles and oh, comes yeah. out. But it popped, hit the back, and the one centimeter you can goes up and comes down. But it was great. Nance just threw me under the bus. He had hit his first fifteen greens. They tell me to get over there to his group. I show up on sixteen fairway, one eighty seven seven iron. Misses the green. Yeah. He's like, well, welcome, Colt. You show up. You had Mr. Green all day. And- Tony's sitting it really good. Send Colt out there. Send that black cloud over <laughs> yeah. there to see if we can fuck this whole thing up for him. <laughs> oh, thanks. Thanks. Uh, but thanks, congratulations, Jimmy. John Rahm. His seventh PGA Tour win. World number two. Got it done as he should. And we got to give a big shout out to Vedanta down in Puerto Vallarta. This resort, please, was unbelievable. The golf course was beautiful. You know, I think they're going to get a stronger field each and every year after they hear what people said about this place. It looks sick on But TV, the resort the has crazy amount of rooms. The place is huge. The place we stayed in, honestly, probably one of the nicest hotel rooms I've ever stayed in in my life. Had its own pool on the balcony. It was Hello. unbelievable. And they treat you like just gods over there. It was a blast to be at. Got to thank them. Um, beautiful restaurants down on the beach. Is that where Everything. you did your sunbathing? Did you yes. do it on your private pool? Or By the way, look the at this. Pool? Look at this. If you're on YouTube, I thought you were about to pull your no, shirt up right now. If you're on there. YouTube, you can see this. So we had a different truck this week. So I didn't have my normal backpack that I normally use. I had John Wood's backpack because it was an NBC truck. And he's got this freaking right strap, like rigged crazy tight. And he's a lot smaller than I am. And so you couldn't adjust it. So it was super tight, uncomfortable. It's the only one they had. So it like pulled the sleeve of my shirt up. So I got exposed all day. Look oh, at yeah, you got a little third strawberry degree. Strawberry burn right here. Right there. It's good, Ooh. dude. That's that base layer. Man. It's that base layer you need. I was, like, trying to tug it down all day, and I'm like, God damn it, I'm going to get so burnt right here on this right arm. You and did. did. It was you great. did. But, man, Puerto Vallarta, what a beautiful place. Can't wait to go back next year. Um, we got to make a trip down there. It's easy. It's a two-hour flight from Phoenix. It's so nice getting down there. I would love to get down And shit's cheap. Uh, what do drinks cost down there? Nothing compared to here. Way less than here. Yeah. That's why they got it figured out down there. Yeah. Beaches, palm trees, cheap drinks. What else you want? I'm in. What else you want? I'll tell you what else you need. Tag Hoyer. Gotta That's what you need up. on your wrist because you got to bring your golf rounds to the next level. Passionate about golf, Tag Hoyer set, is setting a new dimension in watchmaking through cutting-edge technology with the newly released Connected Caliber E4 Golf Edition. Swing detection and shot distance tracking, interactive maps, smart scorecard, the Tag Hoyer Connected Caliber E4 is the high-performance companion to any golfer who wants to take their game to the next level. 
The Tag Heuer Connected Caliber E4, together with the Tag Heuer Golf app, is the ultimate companion for on and off the golf course. Designed for performance, ready for everyday life. Visit tagheuer.com golf to learn more. Go there right now, get one, dominate the bar and the golf course. Listen, you want to play good? You got to look good as well. So get you a Tag Heuer. You'll be styling out there on the golf course. Look good, feel good, play good, make good money, become yeah. alpha barn rat, basically. I'll tell you who's been playing some good golf is our guest this week, Sleaze. Picked up his first PGA Tour win a few weeks ago in San Antonio. Hopped on a bird, headed over to Augusta National and the Masters. Played very, very solid there in his first first appearance. But J.J. Spawn has been on quite the heater. I find, I, I think this interview is going to surprise a lot of people. We've known J.J. for a long you. time. Well, I know J.J. It's been a while since we were playing Canada together and things like that. He's got he's got some juice. He's really fun to be around. But you don't see him everywhere in the media. You don't see a ton of long interviews and things like that. I think JJ Spawn's going to come away from this one with a lot more people rooting for him. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Just the whole experience of Masters Week. I mean, we could have talked about that for hours. And I think it's going to be really, really cool for the listeners to hear all the behind scenes stuff that happens that week. Yeah, I mean, just imagine your life changing like that. All of a sudden, you're showing up. You've kind of had some stress in terms of keeping your car, things like that. Boom, you win. Oh, by the way, we got the smoker sitting right here. You want to go to Augusta and play that when you didn't even plan on it. Talks about what he had to do with worth his clothes and all that stuff. I mean, it was just a lot of a lot of it's big good life changing moments right there in the span of a very short amount of time. All right. Well, before we get to JJ Spawn, I want to tell you a little bit about our guys over at Doers. We are proud to announce that Doers is the presenting sponsor of Subpar in the official Scotch whiskey of the 122nd U.S. Open at the Country Club in Brookline, Massachusetts. Discover Doers' remarkable lineup of Scotch whiskeys, most notably their 12, 15, and 19 year old limited champions edition, developed in partnership with the USGA. Doers is the perfect after-round indulgence. Extraordinarily smooth, yet complex. Enjoy Doers double-aged scotch whiskeys any way you like. Be it neat, on the rocks, in a whiskey highball with a twist, or a classic old-fashioned. It is now time for the Doers Cheers moment of the week. And we're going to go a little off. We're not going to go golf here, Sleaze. We're going to go basketball because the NBA playoffs are rocking right now. And we got a massive series here in the Valley. Phoenix Suns are hosting our man Jason Kidd and the Dallas Mavericks. I cannot wait to sit on the couch the next week and a half. I got an off week, which I'm very excited about. Pop a bottle of Dewar's and just sit there and watch some incredible basketball. I'm, I'm kind of torn here. I'm a Dallas boy. This is what I was getting to. So if let's say you were to make your way to the game, okay, and you show up. You got oh, good seats. Your front row, you're going to be on the TV, all that sort of stuff. What what colors you wearing? I'm neutral. Oh, you're going to just gonna wear go black. white? No, black. <laughs> black, yeah. yeah. I shouldn't just have said white. I don't so wear not, white. Because... You're from Dallas, obviously you're a Dallas guy, but we got Jay Kidd, who's a good friend, comes mm-hmm. on the show, but then you got Rally in the Valley, you got the Suns, we need to get some of them on, by the way, we need Kaminsky, is he still on that team? <laughs> yes, he still he is on the team, though, he's right? been hurt, okay. but I can't wait to watch it, I am torn, I, I'm rooting for the Mavs, I, listen, I'm a Dallas boy, You got. I'm be. rooting for the Mavs, but if they lose, then I start rooting for the Suns. I'm full of Suns now that the Nugs got destroyed by the Warriors in round one, which maybe everybody's going to do, but now I'm on Team Suns, so... Big week. All and right. a lot of betting options. All right. Well, here we go. J.J. Spawn on Golf Subpar. All right. We got a newly minted PGA Tour winner in the house with us today. The 2022 Valero Texas Open champ. Also recently wrapped up a little top 25 in his first ever trip to the Masters. The man is making moves right now. J.J. Spawn. Yep. Greetings. Good to have you, bud. Yeah, it's good to get the honor to be here with you boys. Things going all right for you? Yeah, <laughs> Not too bad lately. How are it's things, been dude? crazy, man. It's been a crazy last couple weeks. Um it's nice to kind of catch my breath now and, and rest at home and, and uh, kind of let things sink. So it's been great. Yeah, you just told us you're taking three weeks off, which is nice. You can do that when you win on the PGA <laughs> Tour. You get a nice little two-year exemption. But let's just go back to this because, I mean, things have been kind of a struggle the last couple of years. Uh, had some health issues, got misdiagnosed, 
which I would totally blame on the bad golf, correct? <laughs> I mean, it was a contributing factor. Um, it led to a, a series of events. You know, you lose a bunch of weight and you try to swing how you've always swung with that size. And it was just a lot different. And uh, yeah, I, you know, fortunately was able to kind of grind through it and get the right help and and be on a better treatment plan for, when you, for that stuff. When you say you lost a lot of weight, like what, what kind of number are we talking? Um, so like my lightest, which when I was still losing weight, which is a like a big symptom of diabetes, untreated, uncontrolled blood sugar, um, I was like 165. And I can pull up, it's funny, I'll show you later, my uh, doctor's records, because Harold Varner was like talking to me at the play, just like, man, that's, I didn't know you were fucked up like that, you know? Like, <laughs> I was like, yeah, like I was, and he's like, how much did you lose? I was like 50 pounds. He's like, you didn't weigh 217. I was like, yeah, I did. And I had to like go in my doctor's yeah. like notes and pull up and screenshot like my like full on, you know, weight and my height and everything. It was like 217. Like it was like 2017 and 18. My rookie so you weren't, you weren't trying. This was just, no, it was just falling off. Yeah. You. So about, I lost about 20 pounds in a month without even trying. Oh. And I was like eating more and what more. What is it? You don't eat or is it just run no, through you? Yeah. Like, you like can't so keep it. before I didn't know what was going on, like I was getting tired and feeling like lethargic, could barely get through one round. And I, and it was towards the end of the season. It was like my best year on tour so far. So I was like, ah, oh, maybe it's just a long year. Yeah. And then, you know, when like, you know, us bigger guys, you know, like, you know, when you're getting down to like another belt hole, you're like, wait, like I'm losing weight, you know? Like, mm-hmm. so, um, my wife or my girlfriend at the time, she's like, you need to go to the doctor and. You know, sure enough, like the last time I went to the doctor, I was yeah two sixteen. I and I weighed in at like one ninety two, and this was you know in the span of a couple months, you know, to just lose weight without even trying. Yeah, and um, you know, and that was that's just when they found out that like I did blood and, labs and stuff to and find out. Type one, if I, is this right? Type one's the one you're like born with, like you can kind of figure that out quick, and then type two you like develop, and that's a different one. Right. right? So type one is like an autoimmune disorder where your your beta cells in your pan- pancreas that produce insulin get attacked um but there is such thing it's called lada l-a-d-a it's an acronym uh it's it's late adult diabetes well, i don't know what the other a is but yeah. something like that yeah. <laughs> um but it's it's basically a late onset of type one so that's originally what they assume you have type two when you're you know not an adolescent anymore and you're you got high blood sugar and especially if you're overweight because i was overweight you know like 217 pounds but i've always yeah i mean i've always (laughs) been like on the hefty yeah i was always on the hefty (laughs) side you know like my family's all kind of big boned i guess but uh so the it was just a primary care doctor and he assumed you know that i was type two and so we did the treatment plan with that so it's like lose weight exercise more i'm like well i freaking walk you know yeah i mean we exercise enough um you know i'm not sitting at an office whatever and uh, taking specific, you know, medication, just a different treatment plan. I lost, yeah, 45, 50 pounds. Damn. And that's kind of, that makes, so type two, you're, you're just insulin resistant. So you still produce insulin, but your insulin's resistant to like moving the sugar to where it needs to go instead of it just sitting in your blood and like having all these symptoms. So anyways, that didn't get better. My, my numbers were still terrible. And this is like two years go by. I'm losing two weights. years. Yeah, two years. Oh wow. Yeah, so this was this was the fall of 2018. So then, literally 2020. Oh no, actually it was 2021. Yeah, it was last year. Um, I went to a specialist, an endocrinologist, which specializes in this kind of stuff, like thyroids and like other, you know, like you know weird shit like that. But uh, 
So she did like this test that determines if you have this antibody, autoantibody in your pancreas that kills your beta cells. And sure enough, I tested positive for that. And she's like, yeah, you're not even type two. Your, your pancreas is slowly, like you still make a little bit of insulin, but it's, it's like killing itself, like basically. And you're gonna have, you're basically gonna make no insulin at all. Like, you know, it could be in a month, it could be in a year, it could be in five years, but it's clear that you're not even type two. So, so now I'm on an insulin and that's helped me, you know, keep weight on and to manage my sugars and stuff. And it's been a game changer, obviously, yeah. physically and, and even mentally. So once you found that out, how long until you started feeling back to like your normal self again? Um, it took, I would say, I started feeling good within about six months when I got oh, so a whole, it took a while. Still. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like when it's, it's just a lot too, like to deal with you know, learning how to, to, to adjust the medication, the amount, and now you got to count like your carbs and like, I'm drinking a Bud Light, but you know, it's a Bud Light, so I can get away with it. But, um, it's, it's kind of like adjusting and learning how to deal with that and, and getting the right amount. And then you can start. So the other bad thing, or the other problem with that is you can go low, which is really low blood sugar. And you can like go into like a coma and shit. Like it's crazy if you're not on top of it, but, uh, Basically, it was it was an adjustment period, and and more mentally than physically, I was able to kind of overcome it. And you know, about a year since my original start to that treatment plan, like it's been a lot better. God, so deal with that, what and about, then go try to play golf for a living. Perfect. Yeah, Got it. that's a lot of a lot of math and keeping up with shit too. Yeah. Not just like trying to balance it, but you got to keep tabs on all of it. How? Yeah. What about golf swing wise? Because like you, I don't care even if you're trying to not change your golf swing. You lose fifty pounds, things are going to change. Yeah, like I um. I was pretty self-taught like my whole life. Like I've, I've had a few lessons here and there with some great coaches, like just when I got really lost, but I was able to always kind of find it myself and like dig it through the dirt, you know, dig it out of the dirt and, uh, you know, work hard at it and, and everything would kind of, you know, get, get together, get to where it needed. But, um, this time it was like, what do I do? <laughs> you know, like I had, like the feels were completely different. Obviously your body's moving different. I had more space at the top. My hands are higher. Like, before I just felt connected, you know, like I had freaking around body around that belly, yeah, right? swinging around turn, that belly yeah. and those boobies, and you're like, you got you know, to wait on them, yeah, exactly, and it, it just hitties <laughs> of the target, yeah, That's like it. so everything was just out of sync, and and I, it took, and that was that was kind of you know the hardest part was was losing my swing, and then also you, then you start losing confidence, and it was yeah, it was brutal, and I don't. It just took a while. I, I took some lessons. I started working with Mark Blackburn. He's a great guy, great coach. You you worked mm -hmm. with Mark for a while, and um, he helped me kind of lay a pretty good foundation. And then it just got something. It got a little too out of my comfort zone with like technicalities. I'm more of a field player, but um, I ended up trying to do stuff on my own after a while. And then I started working with Andy Pat now, who works out here. He just works at Starfire, just mm -hmm. kind of a low key coach, and he actually really helped me get back on track um, with like what my old swing was and like trying to get that move now from what I used to do back then. You've always hit it good too. I like, can go back to like Canada, like you were like fairway green, might not be the longest dude sure. out there, but yeah. it was just solid like T, fairway, green, yeah. two putt, make your birdies. I thought like, you always yeah. rotated through the ball about as good as anybody. You still do, you rotate through. The, that's the one thing I know is you always turn through it. I mean, yeah. I, I've always loved that about your golf swing. Yeah, and I think that's like a weight thing too because you feel like you feel like you have all this mass and you can really like feel like you're rotating as hard as you can without over rotating, if you know what I mean, or like spinning out of it or whatever. So I think that is kind of what threw me off because everything started moving so much faster, you know, having the space and, and, you know, being lighter in general. So, um, yeah, that's one thing that, you know, 
kind of threw me off for a while. Yeah, Maybe that's get... why I'm shit. <laughs> you're yeah, too there's, skinny. There's more. There's more than just I gotta that. You're too more. skinny, bro. Yeah, I can eat more. There's more than. There's more than just that. You think it's no? I yeah. don't believe you. But <laughs> let's talk. I mean, those two years. Obviously, your game isn't where you wanted to be. You finished outside the top 150 in the FedEx. Had to go back to Corn Ferry Tour finals and all that. I mean, how how tough is that? Because I mean, you had a couple really nice years in a row. Yeah. before your diagnosis mm-hmm. and then you struggled a little bit i mean that's really got to mess with your head a little bit yeah i mean especially 2018 when i found out in the fall of 2018 like that was my best year like mm-hmm. i felt like you know my rookie year was solid kept my year my second year was solid and it was just kind of like my trajectory was you know positive i was going up and and then all of a sudden like this gets thrown at me and it was kind of weird i didn't want it to mess with me mentally but you know it just was a big change and uh you know to to play to play 2020 and then with all that other shit going on with COVID and all that, that was crazy. And um, luckily, I mean, I would have probably lost my card that year too, but they gave us another year and eventually I lost it, you know, officially. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't know, I think maybe that was like the best thing for me. And it's not like it was like a mental thing that I was taking for granted of being on tour or whatever, but I don't know. It was just kind of like, wow, like you had, you had something that you wanted so badly and then like now it's gone. You're like not even conditional status, you know? So um, I don't know. I think going to Boise and, and I finished, I think, second, tied for yeah. second or something, that really, uh, I think that gave me my, like a little bit of my confidence back and, and just knowing that like, you know, like you're obviously going to go through some bad times and, and play bad golf, but there's still, you know, there's still some some spark there. There's still like some some light at the end of the tunnel, and you know I was able to to play good and and get my card back, and I've just been playing good ever since then. And and I think that's also due to like a lot of the work that I put in in yeah. between then, you know, with my swing and attitude and and just overcoming like everything. But I would say like the good thing, like I mean, you you come out of school, you have a little bit of struggle on the Canadian tour, but then you have that great year in 2015, and then your career starts going right. up, up yeah. and up and up. And even though you lost your card and had to go back to corn fairy finals you got it back yeah like you never had to go pj tour and then go spend another year on the corn fairy right. tour, which i think is huge right for upstairs at least mentally. oh yeah 100 percent. i mean like i didn't even know if, like what what i would be doing after you know that year i mean who knows i mean because you still have to finish you know top whatever 50 on the finals to even have like a card on the corn fairy i know mm-hmm. like maybe past champion status but yeah. But it's it's still like you can if you lay an egg at finals as a tour player like you're kind of screwed you yeah. know even to get corn fairy status so you know I was looking like you know maybe even Q school you know could I couldn't imagine having to it's go definitely in the cards I mean yeah if you don't play well even yeah. if you get it back though or like even if you get corn fairy status it's like that taking that step back it's just such a instead right. of playing for all the money and all the nice shit you get on the now just like come back it's like dude yeah. it's just it's a long climb back up again and it can just work like some dudes just aren't up for it at that point like exactly man, you know just yeah sucks it out the of motivation i think too is just like you, you could have just quit like i did yeah, just like, <laughs> fuck it. start a world famous podcast that's not a bad consolation yeah. yeah but now look where you got pga tour winner like you, having gone through what you've gone through and now to the point where you're a pga tour winner is your perspective different like not that you ever took it for granted but like damn i was down here where i could have been possibly out of the game and now i'm two-year exemption i just got back from augusta like that's a pretty drastic change in yeah. not that long a time Right. No. And I think that's 100% of it is like perspective, you know, like even, even playing weekend and week out now, like just having a different perspective, like, you know, I finished, if I finished 28th one week, you know, and, 
and versus you know bogeying the last three to finish 28th you know you'd be like pissed off yeah. but it's like it's perspective like what if i birdie the last three holes to finish 28th in that and being in the category i was in it was like every point mattered you know for our reshuffle and everything so i think having like a better outlook and more positive and a different perspective on things and not expecting everything to come so easily like has helped me in the long run and you- can you describe like what a weight off your shoulder it is? Like you just mentioned before we came on here, like, dude, I got three weeks off. It's nice. It's nice to not have to feel like I have or have to feel like I have to go play these tournaments. I can do this and I don't have to worry about anything. Just what a relief it is to set your schedule, know your set and have all that like behind you and just get to set it up for what makes you play the best golf. Right. Yeah. And that's that's one of the luxuries of winning. You know, you you know, you have two years, you know, all the tournaments you're going to be in. And, and even this year, um, you know, I was in a sh- I was in a category that gets shuffled every, you know, every major after every major, everyone gets re-ranked. So, um, it's nice to not have to worry about like, Oh, am I getting in this week? Or, Oh, you know, so-and-so needs to (laughs) miss this cut. So he doesn't pass me. And then that means I'm not in Hilton head or something like that. So, um, it's definitely like a huge weight off my shoulders and it's nice to, to be able to set plans, long-term plans too, with scheduling and stuff. And, and now that I have a family, you know, a young daughter, it, it makes things a lot easier too for them, for me to be around. I mean, I, I had like about a four or five week stretch, you know, from the West Coast, including the Florida swing and they didn't get to come. And it was like brutal, you know, like they're home by themselves here, you know, five weeks without much help and without me being there. And I miss them so much. So that also is a great um, bonus to, to winning is, you know, they can come out now and we have more flexibility with our with our planning. Yeah, that's game that's, changer when you got a fam. That's huge. And just looking at your results, like leading into San Antonio, I mean, you finished twenty seventh at Valspar, but there wasn't a whole. Lot. I mean, there was some solid golf, but nothing. Yeah, was like no, nothing was like, hey, I'm about to win on the PGA Tour. Right, right. What did you find that week? What clicked that put you in that position? Because San Antonio, that's a hard golf course. Yeah, um, dude, it's weird. I don't know. I think I just I so I had a week off. I played four or five in a row, including Valspar. Um, and then I had a week off and I literally came home and I did not touch a club for one week. Mm -hmm. And I knew I had San Antonio, which was a great tournament. I've never skipped that event, but I didn't, I didn't touch a club because I, I felt confident that my game was where it should be like, you know, yeah, like I haven't had any top, I've had one top 10, but like starting in January, I didn't have many, I didn't have any top tens, but a lot of solid golf, like top 25s and all that. So I just knew it was a matter of time where everything would kind of click and, whether it would be getting the right breaks or not. And, and I knew maybe one, I'd, I'd, I'm just like one week away from that. And um, so basically I went into San Antonio kind of just feeling good, feeling confident. I didn't feel like I had to overdo anything. I didn't even, I played nine holes uh, Tuesday and then like seven holes in, in the pro I didn't even see, I mean, I didn't see the last two holes, but um, I didn't, I wasn't worried about it. Mm-hmm. You know, like I didn't even get to, practice the entire course even though i've seen it but it's nice to kind of see it once again before you play um but i don't know i just my game's been i've been driving it well and i i just need the putter to kind of heat up a little bit and and i putted really good and i obviously when guys win like they're either putting really good or they're like striping it or both so um i think that's what contributed was was just kind of the the putter got hot. And Sunday was nice. With yeah, the so I guess on the weekend they said I was like thirty one for thirty one inside of ten feet. Yeah, that's pretty good. Not so, one, not so, one misseru so, inside ten so feet. So that good. that obviously helps. But um, yeah, it was yeah, it was just I don't know. I Go, just it was one. It was meant to be stupid. my week. 
Yeah, no. it's stupid. It was Don't practice the week leading up. Barely play practice rounds. You'll probably win. I think that's the moral of the story. <laughs> right? what that's what we can all gather from this. <laughs> Obviously, you're in the next to last group on Sunday. You got a great chance to win. What are the What are the nerves like Saturday night, Sunday morning? Yeah, uh, Saturday. So my wife and our child was there, and our daughter. And um, I don't know. It was just a fun week. You know, we stay right there, yeah. and we went to the water park Saturday and Friday, and um, just been chill. Like I think just having not really thinking about anything helped, um, and busy being a dad kind of stuff. You know, not having to you know, let my mind race, you know, while I'm sitting in bed, you know, watching TV, like, okay, I could win tomorrow. You know, like, it was just, you know, I knew I had a chance and I knew, and I think I felt comfortable being the second to last group too, because I haven't really been in many final groups in a while. But, um, yeah, I just, you know, those things come across your mind. Of course. You know, like, oh, we could it's be going to Augusta to. next week. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. and I had people texting me, like, let me know what the, Azalea smell like next week and I'm like dude oh. chill like oh, God. Who, <laughs> delete yeah delete <laughs> jinxing me but um no it was yeah it was hard to not get ahead of yourself but you kind of think about that and and I just and it kind of went back to you know being where I was back in September of last year like I had nothing you know mm-hmm. I had lost my card and I said whatever happens next or whatever happens tomorrow like who gives a shit you know what, like I'm, what, I'm, what about after that a little dub piece on the first. <laughs> I bet the brain changed uh, a little after that. Well, at that point, I was like, hmm, so what do I got to do to like finish top, <laughs> top 10, 10 this week? 10th yeah. <laughs> yeah. is good. 10th is also good. Yeah, I was I like, mean, mm, just a nightmare. I really love Hilton Head. I really want to go there. So what do I got to do to get <laughs> top 10 this week? But uh, I don't know. It, it actually kind of calmed me down. Like, I was just like, what the fuck just happened? And uh, I, it's and it's like one of those courses where, dude, you can do that on any hole. Yeah, oh, you can do that easily. on a par three, yeah. like easily. without even taking a penalty shot. I loved what you said after the round, though. You're like, well, better the first hole than the 18th hole. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's a great way to look at it. You're like, okay, well, that just woke me up. Now I gotta go. Exactly. Yeah, and I think I did finish a couple rounds that week, like shitty, like that, mm-hmm. where I bogeyed 18. I think I might have doubled nine or something, mm-hmm. like in the middle of the round, maybe. But you know, yeah, I was just like, well. The odds are in my favor to like make maybe one double, and maybe I just got that out of the way early. Yeah, and <laughs> sometimes that like a bug or dub on the first, like it's like a shock to the system almost, where it just like gets you locked in, like okay, no more. You know? Yeah. Like there's been some yeah. good rounds with both. Like fighters say, they they like to get hit early. Yeah, just Game not too hard. Start, so you take the first. <laughs> yeah, just, just don't be hard. knocked out. Yeah, yeah. just don't get knocked out. <laughs> yeah, you got concussed yeah. early. Yeah, and then like Cooch makes a freaking just stuffs it on one and stuffs it on two. I'm like, all right, well. I'm going to take a little seat here and just kind of like, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I just hung in there. I tried to stay patient and, and it worked out, you know, I mean, just, I think staying patient was the best part, especially after that opening disaster. Go back to one thing before you, like when you said about Saturday night, Sunday morning, you're like, it's impossible not to have those thoughts. And I feel like back in the day, it was a sports psychologist like, yeah, you can't have those thoughts. You can't have that thoughts. And then there was players that came about and they're like, listen, I know I'm going to have those thoughts. I'm human. It's just how you handle them. Exactly. I mean, you you said they came to me. I pushed them to the side, but they're it's impossible. First off, you're totally lying to yourself if you don't think those it's thoughts impossible. are going to come to you before yeah. you have a chance to win a PGA oh, Tour. Oh, it's 100% impossible. I mean, you're, yeah, exactly. Like you said, you're a human. Like you're always thinking ahead. Like we're, we're just wired that way. But yeah, it's just like you got to kind of like think about it, and you just try not to let it affect you. Like if even if you think about it the rest of the day, like you know, like you got to have have an have a response to that. Maybe like just like. Well, yeah, I know I can get in the Masters, mm-hmm. and I know I can win and make a lot of money, but 
if I don't, like, whatever, who gives a shit? Yeah. There are certain instances where you can get a little too far. I'll never forget. This is a great story. I was playing on the Corn Ferry Tour with this guy, and he had a guy named Lil Penny caddying for him. <laughs> Lil Penny. Lil Penny. Love that. Fantastic guy. Guy birdies the first hole Thursday. Caddy goes, yes! I knew we were going to do it. We're going to win this week. We're going to win next week. Then we're going to take next week off. I was like, uh, we played one hole. Yeah, one hole, bro. First hole of the tournament. It was fantastic. I, was, I looked at my cat. I started dying laughing. I was like, is this for real? He was dead serious, too. I knew there was somebody Pretty sure they missed the cut. like that, too. Yeah. I, like, Dude, I birdied one through one. I'm one under through one. I was like, yeah. Slee's part of the first hole at the mid-am qualifier and already started playing his champions. I was like, like well, I'm, in. Augusta. I'm going to win low am. What am I going to say in Butler's cabin? <laughs> Fuck. I got to come up with that whole spiel. Nance asking me. Bullshit. You know, that's actually funny because I I have, like, thought, you know, I think maybe there was a couple other times where I had a chance to win. And I'm pretty sure I was like, what am I going to say in my acceptance speech? Yeah, like, dude, that's but feeling. maybe that's a positive thing. Like, yeah, but at least feeling, he's in the tournament. You and you're qualifying to get <laughs> into the tournament. If I win that, I get into it. And of course, yeah. I'm going to perform once I'm in there. Yeah, that's the big yeah, lights it come could, on. Hey, it could, it's, maybe it's a positive thing. You know, like it gives you that confidence. Like, it's better than getting in there and never thinking of and looking like an asshole on national TV. You <laughs> yeah. know what I mean? At least you got something worked up. Fuck, I gotta I be, you got to be prepared. That's not something you just ad lib in the butler's cabin. It ain't easy. You know what I mean? You got to have something prepped. Yeah. All right, well, back to JJ. So you, you win Valero. The next day, I'm texting with you, trying to get you on our SiriusXM show, and you're on the Valero jet. Yeah. On the way to Augusta. Yeah, I mean, did, how about that nice little that perk of winning? Yeah. Get the, get Cozy the, little jet I saw, too. Kind yeah, of cramped. Yeah, it was tiny. Yeah. It was like the La Bamba plane, you know? Yeah. What'd they do? Just sing, a single prop? <laughs> yeah. Was it that night? Nice, being like, hey, by the way, we got you a ride tomorrow? Yeah, so I knew there was a charter... But I didn't know, like, if it was from Valero or what it was. But, I mean, there was a lot of guys playing, you know, Augusta next week. So, whatever. I, I assumed that maybe that would be the one and we'd have to scramble. But, um, yeah, after I did, like, some media and the presentation and the tournament director, Larson, comes and he's like, all right, so um, you want to leave tonight or tomorrow? We have a jet, like, waiting for you. We just got to let the pilots know they're there right now. That's I was nice. like, That's wait, nice. what? Like, I have the option to leave tonight or tomorrow? And he was like, yeah, like, so... I asked my wife and the baby, you know, she's on it. You, you know how sleep schedules don't are. Don't mess Yeah, that don't up, mess bro. with the kid. Um, so we ended up going Monday morning and uh, Joe, the CEO from Valero, like, you know, made sure everything was tip top and it was money, dude. I'm sure you needed a little time to book a house in Augusta, book right. a place and to that, stay. How did that I mean, work? Where did you end up? Like, yeah. you can't get stuff. That's booked like a yeah, year. Yeah, it was crazy. I don't know. Like, so my agent wasn't there at Valero, but I think he was at Augusta already. And I don't know. He had a connection that... You know, I think there was a family that knew the agency or an agent, friend of my agent, and they were like, yeah, if anyone needs a house, like, we'll just get up and leave. So basically wow. they just get, got up and left and obviously maybe stayed at, you know, a relative's house down the street. So, yeah, we showed up Monday and, yeah, sorry for not calling you back. But it's fine. Like, I got we, over it. We landed Monday and then it was like, we got to go to the house. They didn't even have a car there for us. So I was like, oh, my God, we had, like, my kid. And then I had to go run to to the course and like register i didn't even get on the course till three mm-hmm. and the weather was shitty too and then the we- yeah, yeah and i knew the weather was gonna be shit monday so. was all right wasn't it and then monday yeah, was great monday was, was nice was that your first time ever first time a- yeah all right well take That's, us through yeah, it yeah, yeah, yeah. get in the car yeah, yeah, yeah. get magnolia yeah. lane let's go yeah so so we land there everything was great the flight was awesome um we we, find, we have a debacle get in the car anyways we get the car drop my wife off and the kid at the house they unpack, so we're Mark Karen, my Mark mm-hmm. Karen's my caddy, and I. We drive to yeah, freaking Augusta. So first off, we go the wrong way, <laughs> you know, and then we go to like you know, I'm in maps, Google Maps, like oh, uh, 
you know, Augusta, and they take us to, like, you know, the main entrance for, like, the fans and stuff. So I'm like, where the fuck are we? Like, so anyways, we, I'm like, well, we just got to find Magnolia Lane, and then I do Magnolia Drive or something, and I'm at the wrong place there. <laughs> so I'm like, holy shit, where is this place? Because it's random. It's like... Well, it comes out of nowhere. Yeah, yeah, you're, like, on this main drag. It's like being on freaking Pima Road, and then all of a sudden there's, like, this random a, wall of trees and it's like here it is yeah. and then there's you make snipers, a quick right yeah. yeah and then there's like cops everywhere and then so yeah so we pull in and it's like oh shit here we are and you're just like driving down and it's, it's so cool. it's everything it's like everyone's like did it exceed your expectations i was like no because my expectations were so high to begin with because that's all you know you know if everything being the way it is and it and it is exactly what it what i imagined it to be you know what i mean like i don't know it was just well it's like the Top of the pedestal, like yeah. every golfer, it's like like you, you can overhype it, yeah, you know, and then kind of be let down. And but I did overhype it, but I knew it was it was exactly that. How and much? Then, so you, well, let's just keep going through it. Okay, you get, yeah, you get there. Yeah, you so, get out of the car. Yeah, so we get there. Yeah, what were you so, wearing? <laughs> uh, I don't even remember, dude. Like some, just like some. Oh, I think I was like, I think I showed up in shorts, and you like, you can't wear shorts. Oh, that'll get you. I was like, oh, that'll shit. get you five to ten. Mm. So luckily, yeah, exactly. Yeah, you know? yeah so <laughs> luckily I had some pants in the back, so I threw those on. We park, and it's like right when you turn to right, and you see the main clubhouse turn right, and there's another parking lot park in there and i see like tiger's girlfriend and i'm like hmm. hmm and they're like this is the champions parking lot oh yeah and i was, like, doing, good. Yes. I was doing like great we are rolling baby yeah, i was like oh that makes sense so hey anyways but they're like they're like it's all right yeah <laughs> <laughs> nice to see you yeah. they're like it's fine just like you know just be quick so we register and i think registration you know it's it's a it's you know part of the clubhouse I think that's when it sunk in where I was like, oh, my God, am I really here? I, I can't believe they even have registration at the map. I, feel, I just oh, yeah, always thought like numbers. it would just be like, dude, it's you just so come old on. yeah, like caddies will get caddy their numbers. stuff. But like I just yeah. think players like you're in, dude, if you're on this property, like just go. I, so like registration, you literally sign this like old book that like it's like a I, I don't I think it just goes back to like whatever the last 40 years, however many pages it can fit. And then they're like, here's the replica of like the original one from like the 1800s or however old it is. <laughs> okay, what's it the 1800s? 19 whatever. And I'm like, damn, dude, this is crazy. So, um, yeah, you literally like write in this book to, to register. And that's kind of when it sunk in. And I was like, dude, is this really like when they say like, oh, is this a dream? Like I actually felt that I was like, dude, this can't be real. And, and it was so, um, Signed, signed the registration. I'm like, all right, where's those pimento cheese sandwiches? I took some extra insulin today for that. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah. So then we punished some some sandwiches in the club or up in the player locker room area. And of course, Karen's went to the the caddy house where the beer keg is. You mm-hmm. know, they have like the beer keg there on draft. And the other caddies like, you pull up caddy. a cot. You know, pull up a cot here and sleep here all week. And you almost did. You know, you drank that much. Might as well. Might as well. So Celebration. So how much prep did you get on the actual golf? Because you get there late. Okay, you yeah. didn't even know you're in. How much did you, time did you get actually on yeah, the golf Yeah, so course? we didn't land till maybe... It was kind of a long flight, I'm, but it's fine. It was, Small it was plane. great. Yeah, it's a tiny plane, slow yeah. plane. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we land at, like, I think 12.30, maybe 1. So literally by the time, like, I run to the range, it's, like, 2.30. I'm, like, I'm just going to hit, like, you know, 10 balls to get loose and let's go play. And uh, I was like, what do I do? Like, where's the first hole? 
and I'm asking all the green coats out there, like, I, I don't know if, sorry, I don't know if that's a bad <laughs> reference. Because You're never invited back. No, okay. <laughs> yeah, I don't think, like, we're not That's green the coats. highest compliment you but can Everyone's like, dying green to be coats, a green coat. Green coats. Um, they're like, yeah, you can do whatever you want here. I was like, all right, great. So we tee off at three. We're kind of playing, it's just me, and we're playing a slow practice round, just trying to see everything we could. And, um, you know, we're, I'm just amazed at how purple the greens are on Monday. I was yeah, like, what they were, the they fuck? They were a lossy Monday. Yeah. I was like, what is, I was like, okay, well, I mean, I know it's Augusta, so. Um, and that was incredible, kind of like that first tee shot. But I think the coolest part was was kind of getting on the course and walking to the tee and, and just everyone kind of like congratulating me, which was like mm-hmm. a cool feeling because I didn't really get to celebrate anything, really. It, was, it happened so fast at Valero and – you know, I had a quick dinner with my family and Mark and his girlfriend, and, and then it was, like, off to Augusta the next day. So it wasn't, like, a huge celebration, but um, kind of getting to Augusta and, like, even, like, DJ. I've never talked to DJ in my life. Like, came up to me and was like, yo, congrats, bro. And I was like, thanks, DJ. Wow, you knew? That's a problem. Yeah, exactly. That, like, yeah. you knew Is about that this? verbatim? Is that what yeah, you said? Yeah, like, literally, bro. like, congrats, bro. Yeah, that seems right. Did you, did you play the part three? So, yeah, so we played we played one hole because of the weather. Yeah. Um, we were, we were scheduled to go later and I think they, they, they were cool. Um, the starters, cause they were about, they're like, we're going to, they're going to blow it in like six minutes. So they're like, just go up there and hit. And it was like McElroy, Shane Lowry and Podrick Harrington. You're supposed to play threesomes, but mm-hmm. like, just go up there and just tee off with them. Cause they're, they're not going to play more than one hole. So that was cool. So we got to hit one shot and then, you know, my, my daughter was there and my wife, we know wearing the white jumpsuits, yeah, you know, sick. we really want to do that for the experience and for, for our daughter's sake to kind of, you know, be able to look back on that and be like, Oh, like that's me. So, um, that was a blast, but yeah, so we played eight holes and they kicked us off the course on Monday. Oh, they're like the course. I mean, they weren't like, obviously yeah. they were re- very nice about it. They're like, yeah, Hey, uh, so the course closed at six and it's seven right now. I just got here. I was like, oh, <laughs> I've been waiting my whole. I didn't life. get to hit the tee shot on nine, so, um, so then yeah, so we basically got pulled off the course, but um, it was fine. And then Tuesday, Tuesday we ran out there super early before the weather came in at like ten or thirty or eleven. It was supposed to hit, and um, it was funny. So going back to the house, um, we didn't really like get settled in yet because I went straight to the course. So by the time we got back, it was like, yeah, 7.30, 8 o'clock. Ordered food, ate some food. And by the time you know, it's 10.30, 11 o'clock. Do some laundry. I packed one outfit for San Antonio because I figured I was coming back, yeah. you know? So I literally packed one week's of golf clothes, you know, for, you know, for that week. And then now I've got three weeks to – so I had to wash clothes and all that shit. And so, <laughs> so we get to – so it's like 1 in the morning. I shower finally. The baby's asleep. I'm like, I'm going to shower. I'm going to go to bed. One in the morning, I pulled the duvet down the bed, and there's no sheets. It's just a mattress oh, on the bed. I was like, oh, shit. Agent. Yeah, I was like. Fired. Thanks <laughs> right? for the house, but also fired. <laughs> yeah, so um, I had to call the guy that owned the house. I was like, bro, where are the sheets? He's like, oh, they're upstairs, blah, blah, blah. So I had to, like, make my own bed at one in the morning. Half asleep. Yeah, exactly. Half asleep. So it was it was a whirlwind of just exhaustion, you know, one in the morning. And you're all hyped up on adrenaline. Yeah, and like, I really couldn't go to sleep. sleep. Yeah. yeah, dude, you're like, all oh, that shit that yeah. happened so yeah. fast. Yeah. And you only played eight holes at Augusta. You're ready to get I back know. out. Yeah, so did you get any Wednesday? Uh, no, so. You didn't end up seeing okay, so here's, 11 of the holes? No, so 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 then Tuesday, so that was Monday night where I had to put the bed sheets on. 
So I went to bed at like one. I knew we had to wake up early and go before the weather. So I woke up at six. So I got five hours of sleep. And then, so we played nine holes with Jordan, Spieth, and Boog, and Tom Hoagie. And that was fun. We played the back nine before the weather hit. It was just a quick back nine. Didn't really get to see the course in depth how we wanted to, but... You know, we at least we saw it better than not seeing it. And you saw seventeen holes. Yeah, I saw seventeen holes. Okay, so your first go so nine around. was tricky for you. Nine was a little tricky. What is this hole? Never seen it. It's downhill, like right. No, I'm kidding. Oh, I, was like, I was like, what? I was like, yeah, JJ. This guy is a back nine only at Augusta kind of guy. So yeah, tell me true. this: you, you, your first time you played seventeen holes, what was the hole that when you left you're like, God, that was even better, or surprised you maybe a little bit? I think two. Yeah. Kind of like you, you just like t- you know that sh- that hole, that tee shot, that second shot, the downhill. I mean, even one, like stepping on that tee, and you. I think it was actually one. You're just like, oh my god, like this is so hilly. Yeah, it's what like straight down that? and then straight uphill, dude. I hit. It's a big ass hill. Yeah, it's it's a long hole. I played into the wind every day. Mm-hmm. Um, I hit like five iron the yeah. first round because it was raining. I was like, great. Well, it wasn't rain. It was like a very heavy mist. Um, so I hit five iron in the first round. I think I hit seven iron in the in Sunday on Sunday because it wasn't as windy and and it was warmer. So um, it is a pretty, it's a it's pretty demanding yeah. first hole. Well, you know? I, I said it's. I think if it was like number seven, it wouldn't be near as hard as it is because it's right. number one at the Masters. The nerves are yeah. a lot higher than normal. Yeah, it plays extremely tough. Yeah. But I mean, how about you go through this? You, you obviously don't get to p- prepare the way you want. Then. You're the first tea time Thursday. Wow. Yes. <laughs> I mean, with Jose. Come on. Yes. With Jose, Jose Mariel, with like, Ollie, hey, bro. maybe let me sleep a little bit, guys. Yeah. So, and then I heard some guys scream out when, in, on, uh, I think it was Wednesday or maybe it was Tuesday when they released him tea times. He was like, yeah, last man in, first man out. And I was like, oh, shit. Did the tea times come out, I guess? Uh-oh. And maybe I'm like, first out. And sure enough, I was. Yeah. And I was like, damn. Like, so that was going back to why I slept in on Wednesday. Cause I was like, dude, I haven't gotten more than eight hours total in the last two nights. Like I need to sleep. And it was kind of the same deal on t- as Tuesday was where the weather was going to come in around 10 or 11. Mm-hmm. So everyone was out there rushing Wednesday to get anything done. But I was like, screw that. Like I need some rest. Yeah, for sure. And uh, so whatever, I think that maybe helped me kind of just to relax and, and let the body rest. And, you know, I literally d- maybe did a little bit of, putting practice before the pro uh the the uh, par three pro-am? contest yeah the pro-am. <laughs> they got a pro-am, and yeah, the, the, pro-am. <laughs> <laughs> the par three pro-am uh and that was it like dude it was just like well i kind of went back to how i felt going into san san antonio i knew i was playing good you know i, I just won a tournament like so obviously i have the belief that i can come out and have a good week so even though i felt like a little underprepared I didn't really let it bother me. And, you know, you kind of know enough generally how to play the course just from, like, watching it oh, so much. It's the only place. You know what I mean? You, you can go there and you know shot. every single hole. Exactly. But then yeah. you remember putts. has got to be tricky. Yeah. The like, greens, yeah. See it all. But I still yeah. think as a golfer, like, you watch so much of it, you still remember, like. Yeah, you're like, oh, I remember when you could probably roughly chart yeah. a lot of the greens having 100%. never played there just from watching. Because you watch every shot. Right? I agree. Yeah. And I think that was. That was the benefit of it was but, was kind of knowing a little bit beforehand. And you, I mean, you play solid T twenty three in your first Masters. Were you were you excited at the end of the week? <laughs> yeah, I was excited and freaking exhausted. Like, <laughs> I mean, it wasn't easy. I mean, obviously, it's the Masters first off, but we had some pretty tough conditions. Yeah. You know, yeah. three out of the four days. It yeah, it was brutal. Like, 
windy, blowing 20 to 30 pretty much every day except for Sunday. And, um, but yeah, I just try to grind through it and just kind of reflect on, you know, how, how lucky I was to be there and, and just to, mm-hmm. to let it like, you know, to enjoy it. And I think that helped. Give me that Thursday, Friday with Jose, who I'm assuming you're not friends with or hadn't met before. <laughs> Did you talk? Did you ask him like, hey, dude, I've only played actually 17 of these holes. Any advice would be appreciated. Yeah. So he he's he was very determined. I think he made the cut the year before. So he had expectations. You know, he's he's not out there to bullshit and, you know, have his, you know, annual right. you know, Stroll presence around, and show. Holes, yeah, yeah, exactly. So the first hole, fuck, in, on Thursday, he you know, hit this little drive to 30, to 40, like, What's, and then it hit a three wood into that back right pin to oh. 15 feet and birdied the first hole. I was like, oh, oh shit. Bernhard's got I was here. like, yeah. Yeah. And then he like, he like stiffs it on two, but then he like three putts or something like that. But he was like good. Like, he, and you could tell he knew how to play the course and that's why he's won there twice. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that, experience around that place like really helps you and and he was good man he was he was awesome he was super kind like you know he was he was in it up until he knew like it was over <laughs> but it was so, Perez texted me on uh Tuesday or Tuesday Thursday after the first round I was like yo you should get a green jacket for playing with him I watched your first six holes that guy needs to leave <laughs> From the cheap seat. Yeah. I was like, Pat, the guy's won the won the tournament twice. He got two of them things. Yeah. yeah. He's like, they should be giving you a green jacket for playing with that guy. <laughs> Only Pat. Uh, That's Patty. It was Dude. fucking uh, nice. But what a year it's been for you. I mean, first Masters, first PGA Tour win. Earlier this year, you're your diehard Dodger fan. You get to play with Mookie Betts at the yeah. AT&T Pebble Beach. Yeah. First off, who I met that week as well. The nicest guy. Yeah. Amazing. What, he's what the best awesome from dude. everybody. Yeah, he's he's got it all, you know. Like he's got the he's got the talent, he's got the athleticism, he's people love him. Money. I mean, he's got the yeah, he's got it's the not cash. Broke. But, yeah. <laughs> but also, I couldn't believe like how shy and how nice he is for. I mean, give Sleeze four hundred million dollar contract. <laughs> Are you out? Tell you what, I'm not in this podcast right now. With $400 million. I ain't talking hey, to you right now. That's fucked up. That's not okay. I do this for the love of the game, but otherwise, I would don't even fucking look at me if I got four hundred million. I would hire a guy to just shoot anyone that looked at me if I had four hundred million. Hey, I, I think that guy just glanced at me, shoot him. Shoot him. I didn't approve that. So I like Mookie. Million, I like I Mookie way more. Mookie, yeah, he's he's more well deserved. Four hundred million. How'd you get linked up on that? Um, so yeah, uh, that's your guy. I would assume. As yeah, a I mean, die-hard. dude, Mookie, like when he came over three years ago, was just like that was the deal of the the year. So he's been a great addition to the team, and and I don't know how he got hooked up with me, but I'm pretty sure I was like, you know, I'm pretty sure Max was going to be the number one guy for that group, but he wasn't playing. Yeah. And well, also, doesn't he play like Rogers if he plays in that? Or I don't know if he's, he's got there. some super celebs. Probably. Yeah, I mean, he's, I mean the guy's, now. you know, he's he's he's, Twitter he's pretty much a B-list celebrity, you know. Like, mm-hmm. uh, so yeah, so uh, Ross Berlin, you know Ross, <laughs> yeah. he's like, hey, so uh, you might you might be playing with with a pretty cool guy. And this was Tuesday, you know, playing Pebble, just you know, playing practice rounds. I was like, really? Who? He's like, Mookie Betts. I was like, what? Oh God! I was like, are you shitting me? Yeah. 
And I got like white in the face. I was like, dude, this is like more nerve wracking than yeah. fucking anything, you yeah. know? Like even playing Augusta, who knows? But uh, is that a good draw for you being like, because most of the amateurs are like nervous because like, oh shit, I'm playing with right. the pros and people are watching. But exactly. for you, like you don't care. But when you get a dude that's like your yes. guy, all yes. of a sudden you're like, oh, I need to show Mookie like. Yeah, I'm not trying I'm to miss deal. four footers in front of Mookie Betts. Yeah, so you, know? you like, you think it was harder playing with Mookie than it, it would have been with some random CEO? 100%. Yeah. I mean, we were. I mean, he was my partner, and, like, I I wanted to do good for him, you know? Yeah. And, and he's obviously a winner. He wants to win. Like, I'm sure he's not there to waste his time. You know, he doesn't want to, you know, bullshit around and, and waste his time. So, um, yeah, he told me that. I was like, damn, no way. So, But your caddy, correct me if I'm wrong, is a diehard Boston Red Sox fan. <laughs> yeah. Which is where Mookie came exactly. from. So how was that for him? No, he was – through the roof. I mean, yeah. his son is a huge uh, uh, Red Sox fan, and Mookie was his favorite player. So he got him. So one of the, after one of the rounds, he sent like a he did like a personalized video for oh, Mark's, that's awesome. Mark's I love son. That. So oh, I thought he might have been out on him because his former son. Like, hey, what do we right. got for the pin here? Figure it out. Buddy. Yeah, right. Yeah, I tell yeah. you, if you were still wearing the right uni. Exactly. Yeah. So that's it was great. Yeah, it was awesome. But um, yeah, he's like, yeah, basically, you know, Steve John, the tournament director, asked who should we put Mookie with, and you know, knowing that I was the, you know, one of the bigger Dodger fans on, on tour, I think everyone's a Braves fan on that tour. Um, they, they threw my name in the hat and got That's awesome. picked. So Do y'all was, keep up? Do you talk to him? Yeah, so he texted me the That's night nice. I won. Yeah, and oh, he's, sick. He, uh, he said when any time, you know, I want to go to a game, like hit him up. Like, so I'm going to take him up on that. Yeah, you got to. What a, yeah. That's the cool thing about that. Like, you just don't know who you're. And yeah. I didn't even know you didn't know until Tuesday who you're yeah, getting. I thought exactly. it was kind of like prearranged for you being yeah. the Dodgers guy. And I wish it was kind of like we could have, you know, played practice rounds together. Because I think that's what, you know, normally when you find out who your partner is or if you come with a partner, you kind of. And that kind of would have broke the ice instead of the first tee. Like, hey, Mookie. Holy shit. Like, hard time to beat your yeah. idol. Yeah. Yeah. And then I had to, we started at Monterey. Like, you know, the first hole is like not that easy of a yeah. hole. Like, it's yeah, 500 yards five, downhill. Yeah. Like, you got this freaking tree right here. I'm like, dude, I could smoke this tree right in front of Mookie. And you'd be like, who the <laughs> hell did you compare me with? Like, <laughs> he's probably shitting himself thinking well, the exact same thing. Yeah. So that's kind of like what I had to put myself in his shoes and be like, well, dude, he's, he's way more nervous than I am. But, you know, I think, you know, I, I played a pretty nervy first two rounds and then there's uh Saturday I played really good. So, and it was, it was good. I think he, I think we almost made the cut. We missed him by like a shot or two. So that's um, awesome though. What a year it's been. And now your boys with yeah, Mook. Now it's, you yeah. got Mook on the speed dial. It's been a crazy year, man. A lot of good things been happening. That's awesome. That's, yeah. Well, good some more good things are about to people. happen because we're yeah. going to go to the emergency nine here. Nine fun questions for JJ Spawn. Ooh. Before we wrap this thing up. All right. We yes. asked this to everyone. You can trade lives with anyone, dead or alive, for a day. You get to be them for a day. Anyone in the history of this planet, who are you going to be? Damn, that's a crazy question. Never thought deep of that. thinkers, dude. Is this like no a No puffballs on this pod. Well, we would well, like I mean, to not sit yeah, here all day. We'd rather not sit here. I have to go to New Orleans tomorrow, so. <laughs> yeah. uh, Godly. Dude, I don't know, man. I mean, you could be Mookie. It's pretty. You could sweet. be Jose yeah. Maria and play with you for thirty yeah. six. Um, That'd be weird. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. I feel like I do like. There's no like, wrong answers. Like Elon Musk or something. Well, that's great. Shit, yeah, to be like, the internet. Yeah, be like someone so damn smart and like so rich and just like can do whatever. Like. Yeah. Do whatever you want. Just like, buy Twitter if you want. Yeah, can, yeah, you, like, can you go ahead and like, hey, I want to buy Twitter. Deal if you do yeah. that, go ahead like, and just yeah. secure that Twitter deal. Yeah, hey, let's, let's lock that down. Yeah. 
I mean, shit, like, all the stuff he's doing, like, for humanity, like, shit, that's a good guy to be kind of in his shoes. Yeah, he's a weird dude, too. Like, doesn't even own a house Weirdo. or shit. He's got, he's 300, got like, 20 kids. Billion. It 20 doesn't, he's like, I just couch surf with my yeah. buddies. Okay. Yeah. I just buy a couch. Actually, you mind if I sleep on your couch tonight? What? You were asking me about Mookie Betts money. If I had Elon Musk money, oh. I mean... <laughs> Then I would understand oh, if don't you were doing even, this podcast. Don't even, I would understand. Don't even think of glancing at me. Uh, all right, here you go. How would you respond to a fellow tour player who said, you've gone Hollywood after your win by wearing sunglasses all the time? <laughs> Bo Hostler's oh, been telling me that. I was going to ask you if you, guess, if you could guess who said it. <laughs> Bo Hostler's been telling me that shit every... I'm like, bro, I wore these when I beat you at a Valero. So, <laughs> so these aren't like stunner shades because I won, yes. like... They got to stay on now, you know? Like <laughs> I was talking to him, bro, and his direct quote was something like, dude, he brushes his teeth with his shades on now. <laughs> he's like, he's so fucking Hollywood. <laughs> That's good. Uh, I, you, I was going to ask you bonus ball if you knew, if you could guess who the tour... And I wasn't sure if I was going to tell you, but it took you two seconds. God, it was, you know? that was easy. <laughs> when I was beating you, I was wearing them. <laughs> Sorry, Bo. Love you. Sorry, Bo. All right, next one. You mentioned Pat Perez earlier. Obviously known for his Jordan collection, among other things. You've got a Jordan collection. Yeah, I don't. I don't know why that's on there. Well, you oh, need well, to fix shit, that. This. Ruins one so, of my future so yeah. MJ or Pat, like, well, Pat's funny. He's like, they don't make these shoes in size six. <laughs> of course he does. <laughs> Yet his daughter's running around. Yeah, in I'm size like, bro, twos. let me get some elevens or something. Like, they don't make these in fucking six and a half. <laughs> like, <laughs> of course. Like he's got, he has all the comebacks. It's not even funny. So we were playing at Pebble. It was a funny side story. Playing Pebble on Sunday. He played great. We're on 14, and like the hole before, he hit it past me. He hit a good drive, and then the next hole, the par five, 14, the, mm-hmm. kind of the hard one. Uh, fucking, I hit it by him, whatever, five yards, and I walk by. I'm like, mm-hmm, because he like, you know. Yeah. And he goes, "What, bitch?" He's like, "I'm gonna bury you in that bunker like a cat turd." <laughs> I mean, like, like how does that, like, just out of nowhere. And I I love that the five yards bothered him, like, that much. Dude, and I'm just busting up in the fairway, like, (laughs) with everyone watching and, like. He's a special, uh, special man. Dude, he's got something. Like a cat turd. Yeah, I'll bury you in that bunker like a cat turd. Oh, he's special. Oh, shit. Well, that might fuck up one of my future questions. Yeah, right. okay, bro. Right. I don't know how that got on your yeah. profile, but yeah. you got to tighten that maybe up. Maybe I did say that. I mean, we want to have like four what pairs. What cool. thought. Uh, yeah, so I like Jordan. Yeah, maybe it was like a hype beast thing. Yeah. Like, I had four shoes, so I thought I was a collector. Yeah, four rocket pairs. science. I'm big into that, too. I'm really smart. Uh, all right, well, this will test that profile again, too. Are you the oldest person in America to have a season pass to Disney World before having kids? No. No, Disneyland. Disneyland, Disneyland World. Disneyland. What's the uh, across the country from each other? Yeah, it's the same compl- shit. I mean, in different states. Disney World is humongous. I've never even been there, but Disneyland, <laughs> yes, California. Uh, I don't know. I'm pretty sure there's older guy. Other Actually, like, but how often do you go? Yeah, what's we're going the- next week. Uh, but no, but I need to know like how many times in a year. Before kids. So I lived in Orange County. It was 15 minutes away. But I went. I only got a pass because my girlfriend wanted to do that mm-hmm. so that was like our thing like yeah. you know we can shoot you're over there. Yeah, yeah yeah we could shoot over there after Throw work and just, yeah like, you're probably on some red flag list with the government <laughs> like this is an old dude cruising <laughs> yeah. around disneyland all yeah the time. <laughs> exactly no i mean dude i don't know it's, it was just do they have like a so they had a socal residence pass it was super cheap it was like basically you buy a one-day pass and you can go the rest of the year for the same price so 
Um, yeah, that's... <laughs> it right, wasn't so like were, I'm going there by myself. Your profile's right on that. <laughs> sure. I thought you were just a, just a <laughs> random sure. dude, just like I'm yeah, hey, to Disneyland. Go, today, yeah, I'm gonna go. Just ride I'm the teacups yeah, 47 hey, times. I'm gonna go. Huh? Yeah, freaking. Hey, Mickey, can small I get a world by myself? And just yeah, yeah. No, right. not like that. Staying on Disneyland. Say Sleaze and I were Disney characters. Who would we be? Mm-hmm. Sleaze would be goofy for of course. sure. Yes, of course, <laughs> they have skinny legs, big head. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Colt. Yeah, Winnie the Pooh. Oh, perfect. Oh, shit, that's Everybody loves Winnie guy, the Pooh. Yeah. That was just quick a lovable too. guy. I that like that. Well done. Well done. I like that. Uh, all right. <laughs> Let's stay on your caddy. I want, or I want to go back to your caddy for a minute, right? Because we all know somebody with the putting or the chipping yips. Tell me about your boy oh, who's got the follow-through yips. I've got, dude, I Did got six videos. I've, I've seen he was at the six twin videos fin. in the last couple of days. It's, yeah. He ends up on the ground or on a knee. Like, so he didn't want to do the... Um, the fucking dry heat. That's why y'all didn't hit. You were the only, and you didn't hit was, either. By the way, you snuck out before you. Because he was, was like, coming. I, I don't. That honestly, hit. that leads to a penalty. We've, we've, we've ran that? this by Dell. We're like, now, if you uh, don't JJ hit, spawn Mark Karen. And there if was, one of your per- people don't hit, it's a two shot penalty. Eight, yeah, yeah. No, no. So at the start of the tournament, if you don't hit, it's two shot penalty. If both of you don't that's hit, that's actually four. that's that's a good plan. We take all this time that's and effort actually, to go through this. I know. Actually, the most flattering thing to hear that he was too scared. He was too scared. Cooking. Yeah, cooking. He we would have buried him. I didn't yeah. even know that that's what he did, but I would have destroyed. Dude, him. it would have destroyed. I would have buried him like he, a cat. So turd. like the lake in front, like his club would have went in the lake. <laughs> we had. We I'm had, not even joking. Why, dude? I he think, just. It's. I don't know. He doesn't. I try to ask him. He's like, I don't know. I gotta I show you why. the videos I got, dude. Oh, I've I seen mean, it. I mean, dude, he rolls around like he just got. He shot looks in like he got electrocuted. Yeah. <laughs> he just took a fucking stray dude, to the kneecap. Yeah. He rolls around Bro. after, he, and his swing's okay. It's just the afterwards, it's a disaster. His putting's incredible too. Like he'll do it with his putting, and he like makes putts, and it's like what. But he used to be a pro. He got his AM status back yeah. just to play the Twin Fin. What's, oh, that's, that's respect, too. But y'all yeah, were we'll the tell only him. team because they were like, no, I just saw him. I was like, where did they leave? No one leaves. <laughs> well, tell him. If you don't do it next year, you're four over before the tournament yeah. starts. We're going to stop the music yeah. and do a whole presentation on yeah. this guy next year. Yeah, All for right. sure. Okay. I know who I think you look like in the celebrity world. Do you ever get confused for anyone that might be a celebrity out there? Okay, so. Hold on. I know. Well, I, I don't know. It could be completely different, but I got one. Michael Pena came yeah. up to me at Pell. Was yeah. like, "Yo, you're my doppelganger." I was like, "Yeah, That's hell good yeah." One too. Yeah, and I was I like, had. "I was like, yeah, I I can see that." And he's like, "Dude, people were out there thinking you that I was you, calling me JJ. Like, this is JJ play sucks. well, JJ. <laughs> like, yeah, nice fucking double. Like, <laughs> this guy swings. Yeah. I could be on tour. This guy's hitting it too. Whatever. No, I mean, not that Michael's a bad golfer. He's a really good golfer. They, he's a great. They dude, played too. really good. So." Yeah, that's I've gotten that plenty of times, Michael Pena. Did you have a different one? Yeah, Shay Mooney from Dan and Shay. Oh, dude. Oh, yeah. Davenport. Yeah. Did Davenport send you that video? No. Oh god. I god, I it. need it though. Davenport's got a video. It looks like Shay. Yeah, yeah. There's, I can see that. you is different, but uh, yeah, I think Pena's. He always. Tight. Yeah. Well, when I had like my hat off with like, if I get the little faux hawk going. Yeah. Look oh, just yeah. like. You still him. got that. Uh, maybe. Sing it. Pop it off real quick. Oh, you got nice no, that's flow. a little longer. Nice flow. That's that rich guy. That's yeah. the rich guy flow, though. When with... I taste tequila. See? Oh. There you go. Wow. He's got it. Dude, you're good in LA so, when you go. God, he sent it to you me. You got to send me this video later. But yeah, it's, I got to see this. Um, it's Shay saying, Yo, Davenport, where's where's JJ at? And then he goes, fucking says the, the line, When I taste tequila. It's pretty tight. I think Benji got it. For him or something like that, because oh, Benji and and Davenport they always 
they always like call me yo Dan and Shay. Yeah. Dan and Shay. Well, I started that with Davenport back in the day. He did not come up with that. He don't know who the fuck Dan and Shay is. Let's get that straight. And he struggles to put sentences together. Yeah. Let's be honest. He's not coming he up with anything creative. That's right. Yeah. All right well, you're, you're good in Nashville and LA. Yeah. Wherever hey. you go, you're straight. Um, all right. Well, this is a little bit fucked now, but whatever. You love Jordan's fast cars, and yes. you're really good. You love fast cars, and you're really cars. good at golf. Are you sure you're not the illegitimate son of Pat Perez? You know what? And I end up buying the same freaking car as Pat Perez, too. And he's on GTR. And so yeah, it's like, there's a little like, look alike yeah. and not all the way. So I think maybe he looks at me and, you know, like, let me and help this poor kid out. Wishes yeah. you were his son. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, who wouldn't Who knows what Pat was doing, though, around age? How much older is he than you? 14 years? Or something? I think. Yeah, that's like close. 45 now. Dude, he's, yeah, he's. Yeah, what are you? 40, no, he's 46. Him and Tiger's he's 46. 46. What are you? 31. Yeah, 15 years, that's. Very possible. possible. That's like, yeah, the, the older, bigger brother. He could have been up or to no good a as a youngster, and maybe oh. you came out. <laughs> <Disastrous>. There you are. Fucking <laughs> oh, driving God. fast whips and yeah. hitting, making birdies. Disastrous uh, older brother. God, that'd be. Don't ever he's do it. What is it, 23andMe or whatever? Don't oh, ever do God. that. You don't want to know. Just yeah. assume he's. By not. the way, since you have three weeks off, you should take an hour and watch our last podcast with Pat Perez. Dude, yeah, I heard it's amazing. Unbelievable. He is. He's pretty soft-spoken. Yeah, he's hard he really to get out back. of his shell. We're like, hey, this is Pat. Let me. T-. He just launches. <laughs> There's into never shit. a dull moment with that guy. That's he's why the he's the best to be around. Like, mm-hmm. it's just like, even in tournaments, <laughs> something when, new. I mean, it's the same way. Yeah, it's great. exactly. All right, last one. I think I know the answer already, but we talked about the Dodgers. Okay, there's a bus coming at Clayton Kershaw and Mookie Betts. You can only get one of them out of the way. Who's it going to be? Oh, but <sighs> I mean, you got your legendary pitcher. Yeah, but I mean, is this like today? This is right. This is right. Game's about to start. I mean, whose number is I mean, in your phone? Yeah, Mook. Mook. Mook will Mook's getting saved. Have that ass. Clay, Kershaw, you're Kersh, dead. Kersh. Tough break for the Dodgers. You only got one year signed anyway. So. If they would have let him finish that perfect game <laughs> yeah. out, you might have saved. Yeah, like, ass, what is Doc doing, bro? Talk but, to your boy. That was a disaster, by the way. Like, just let him get a perfect game. I'm kidding. It's not That's like it happens every other week. But I, mean, I guess Clayton understood, so Kirsch understood. Yeah, but he's like, they pay I'm me sure, 33 I'm sure million. he didn't yeah. want to finish out the perfect game. Yeah, like, yeah. who wants to not? Well, dude, yeah. JJ, congrats on a great year so yeah. far. Keep this thing rolling, this my fun, man. That was bro. fun. We'll have you back. Thanks, Thanks boys. man. Thanks for having me. Appreciate you. All right, well, that was J.J. Spawn joining us on Golf Subpar. I mean, what a year this guy has had, Sleaze. Diehard L.A. Dodger fan. Gets to play with the stud, Mookie Betts at Pebble. Sparks up a friendship with him. Just goes and gets his first PGA Tour win in San Antonio. Then just hops on this badass private bird of Valeros, flies over to Augusta National, and finishes top 25 in his first ever Masters appearance. Yeah, he needs to talk to these doctors that misdiagnosed him the first time. Like, you really put a wrench in my shit. This would have been happening years ago if you guys had diagnosed. But it's crazy what he's gone through. Dude, the weight fluctuations. I knew he'd fluctuated weight a little bit. I didn't realize it was to the extent that he had. And, um, man, it just shows, like, it's golf is hard enough when everything's clicking, your body feels good. But when you got that going on and you have to battle swing changes and weight changes and things like that, um, that's a tough a tough deal. But this dude's off and running, man. He's he's a good, good player. And I don't feel like we've – the last few years we haven't seen the real J.J. Well, Spawn. I think you're seeing him like now. Said, yeah, with the health issues. But, man, pump for him to get his first win. Always have loved his golf swing. Nobody rotates through the golf ball, in my opinion, better than J.J. Spies. He just hits fairways. Hits. It's just over and over. When he's on, it's just kind of like yeah. robotic. It's just like, yeah, that's like I said, I th- solid. As you said, I think this interview surprised a lot of people. I mean, he, dude, he's a fun dude. Yeah. And the stories about Augusta just, I mean, taking us day by day through there, playing with Jose Mariola Thobble, so cool. Yeah, we need to get a 23andMe done to see if he's, uh, in fact, 
the illegitimate child of Pat Perez. There's some similarities, dude. You know what I mean? <laughs> All right. Well, it's, time rule to, it out. it's time to step up to the tee and take a swing at betting the PGA Tour on FanDuel Sportsbook. Right now, new customers can place their first PGA Tour bet risk-free. And if you don't win, you'll get up to $1,000 back. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app's extremely easy to use. There's a range of betting options like outright winners, head-to-head matchups, nationality props, and so much more. And sleaze when you win... Just get it in two hours if you want, fella. Maximum two yeah. hours. You get paid super, super fast. And we are on to the Wells Fargo, which is moved this year from Quail Hollow because the President's Cup is going to be there. We're on to TPC Potomac at Avenel Farm outside of Washington, D.C. This golf course is freaking hard, Sleaze. Uh, I played it as well. It is a beast. It is very, very difficult. The weather does not look very good. It looks nice Thursday. Cold front blows in. Rain Friday, Saturday. Highs in the upper 50s on Saturday. High of 60 on Sunday. I was on the plane with some guys here to Phoenix, and they saw the weather forecast. I was like, eh. Maybe, Maybe old Skipperoo. Yeah. But it's gonna. I think it's going to play very, very tough. Last time they played here, Francesco Molinari oh. won by a million. That was a that was a, like a That's forgotten, when he was on a crazy a forgotten clinic. Didn't he win by eight or something like won that? Won by eight. He shot 21 under around here, which is just absurd. That course is way too hard yeah. to shoot that. And I believe the last the year before they played, Kyle Stanley beat Charles Howe in a playoff at not very many under yeah, par. Yeah, it should be like it was at seven under like par was a playoff. Low, yeah, I would think seven of under. decent weather minus the Molinari weird one, like mm-hmm. low double digits yep. type of deal. Also, this is the uh, Joel Damon drop. Sun Kang, yeah, exactly. So we get some drama at this place. All right, well, we've been doing pretty good. I mean, you had Tony Finau last week, finished second. Um, Davis Riley was a sleeper pick. He Top was up 10. there. By the way, I followed him on Saturday. My God, this kid it's is good, freaking it? good. It's I common. Mean, I, I, I know it's good, but just to watch it up close and personal and in action. I said this on the broadcast. This is how you know someone thinks you're really, really good. Lance Bennett, his caddy, who was a longtime caddy for Matt Kuchar, Bill Haas, left a job on the PGA Tour, left a bag to go to the Corn Ferry Tour for the last several months of the season last year to caddy for Davis Riley. He's yeah. like, that kid's going to be a superstar. I'm going to suck it up and go caddy for a few months out here, and we ain't ever going to come back. I'm going to hitch my wagon right over here. It's going to move slow for a minute, and then it's going to move really fast. Smart, That's going to be a long-tenured relationship if, that, if they stay on the same page because that kid's talented, man. All right, well, let's make some money here. I'm going to go this week. The field, once again, not crazy strong. Roy McIlroy is your favorite at 7-1. to one. The next best be- next betting favorite is Corey Connors at 20-1, to one, who's a great player, but – it's just shocking to me. Obviously, you know, people are getting ready for the second major of the year, the PGA Championship. But look at the winners that we have had. Okay, since since I started back with CBS at, at Augusta National, we have gone Scotty Scheffler, Jordan Spieth, Xander Schauffele, and Patrick Cantley in the team event, and now John Rahm. A bunch of the relative studs unknown. are rising to the top. A bunch like of sleepers. So, once again, I wouldn't be surprised if Roy McIlroy gets the W, but... With the odds seven to one, I don't really like that as far as a betting perspective. But I wouldn't be one bit surprised if he gets the job done. He's coming off in the last round he played. He played incredible at the Masters to finish second. The stars are out right now. I just think moving like Quail Hollow, great golf yeah, course. Rory McIlroy hit well. the seeds there. Move it to TPC Avondale. It's a little bit of different style. Like distance isn't as big of a factor. I'd say it's more accuracy, iron play than it's, just than hitting rifles. It's off, a ball striker's uh, golf course. Quail at uh, Quail. Yeah. yeah. It's um yeah it's a little it's definitely tighter than Quail Hollow, but looking at the betting odds, I'm going with a guy that's 21 to one for my pick. In his last 10 starts, he has eight top 20s. Four of those are top 10s. He's a very consistent player, and he does well when the golf courses are very very hard and the weather's bad. Matt Fitzpatrick, 
21 to 1. Like that. Little Euro, going to know how it goes if it gets a little chilly, a little bit breezy. I'm actually going to call last-minute audible here. I like oh. that pick. I'm, I'm backing off my previous pick now that I'm thinking about it, and I heard about the weather. And just thinking about that golf course a little bit more, I don't care as much about like distance off the tee as much as I do at a Quail Hollow. I'm going to go with Tyrrell Hatton. One of the best mm-hmm. iron players in the game, very straight driver of the golf ball, also plays in Europe, also you know knows how to play in the cold weather and things like that. So I'm making a last-minute audible here. I'm going to go with Tyrrell Hatton as my guy up top. And what are his odds? 31 to 1. Okay. So still some juice Nice there. value. Mm-hmm. All right, going a little further down the board, I'm going to go with one of our favorites. He's a ball-striking machine. He's been down in Birmingham the last few days working with Mark Blackburn, getting it all dialed in. He's made six straight cuts, four of those top 20s. It was a ball strikers golf course, like I said. Not many hit it better than Max Homa going off at 41 to 1. Love it. Love it. Maybe become a little two-time champion at two different golf courses. Yeah. That'd be nice. I'm going to stick with a guy who's in some good form as well. He's got top 13 in four of his last five starts, okay? Drives it long, like I said, not as important, but it's one on a difficult golf course as well at PGA National down at the Honda. I'm going Keith Mitchell going off at 55 oh, to 1. About 55 to 1. I mean, dude, he's, he's, his last five starts has been awesome. He's played really, really solid this season. We've had him on our SiriusXM show recently. He talks about how consistent he's been playing. Super pumped about that. Short he's, game's he's, gotten a lot better. Yeah, he's just he's he has. He's been working with Parker McLaughlin, the chef, on his short game. It's gotten a lot better, and he's knocking on the door. Wouldn't be surprised to see him contend around TPC Potomac at Avenel Farm. All right, that's our picks, and it's time. So go low this summer and bet on the PGA Tour. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app and sign up using promo code SUBPAR to get your first bet risk-free up to $1,000. Remember to use our promo code SUBPAR to get this special offer today. FanDuel Sportsbook, official betting operator of the PGA Tour. Must be 21 years and older and present in select states. First online real money wager only. Refund issued as is non-withdrawable site credit that expires in 14 days. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text Next Step to 53342. In Arizona, call 1-800-522-4700. In Colorado, 1-888-789-7777. Or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut. 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash rg in new jersey iowa illinois 187-8 hope ny or text hope ny that's 467-369 in new york or 1-800-522-4700 in wyoming way to grind that out bud that's all you got way to grind it out all right and we got another banger of an episode coming next week sleaze we got the one the only michelle we west joining us this is a good one she's She's a fun awesome fun one to hang out with all right that's gonna do it for us we'll talk to you on next week's golf sub bar 